MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, October 15th, 2019. Today, an update on McCabe, U.S. allied Kurds strike a deal with Assad, a deplorable video at Mar-a-Lago, Fiona Hill testifies, new lows at Facebook, and debate night in America. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Your mom's in town, right? Maybe? She is. She's She is visiting from Canada. She got you a shirt of Trudeau in a bus and a smoking weed with a beaver or the something? The funny thing is, is she's not even voting for him. She's <laughs> voting says- for the further left guy. But she got me this amazing t-shirt, which I might have to post a picture on Twitter. <laughs> um, uh, Trudeau driving in a VW van, smoking a joint with a moose and a beaver who are also smoking a joint. <laughs> It's pretty great. This is, is okay. only in Canada or something? Yeah, like it says Justin Canada. Oh, just, oh Justin. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, Justin. Justin Trudeau. Just, yeah. As a Canadian, do you feel that the meese are being appropriated? <laughs> the meese? <laughs> the mooses? Is it? I think that the plural of moose is actually mooses. mooses not, I think you're right. You would think it would be meese considering huh? multiple gooses is geese. Yes. I think it's, but it's just moose. Uh, but if you have oh, different kinds right. of moose, they're mooses. Like mooses. fish, the plural ah, of fish yes. is fish. But if you have different brands, they're, they're fishes. fishes. I think you're Interesting. right. Yeah. Good to know. True. But that's not offensive to you when people like overuse moose as a symbol of Canada. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, every every geographic area has certain things that are the cheesy, tacky, stereotypical. Hockey, ice skating. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's things about California, too, which are like stereotypical M- Californian things. Molson, ice, and Murray. Yeah. I'm into moose, though. Moose will fuck you up. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. They're big. Yeah. If you, in driver's ed in Canada, you learn how to, I'm not even kidding, you learn <laughs> how to avoid a crash with moose or like what to do if you are about to hit a moose. They, they, not even kidding you, they are like, do not hit the moose, swerve and hit a tree. It's better than hitting a moose. Oh my God. Seriously, they teach you this because if you hit a moose head on and the antlers go through the windshield, <gasps> you'll die from being impaled. Oh, geez. You learn that in driver's ed. They're like, don't hit a but moose. But the antlers look so roundy and fuzzy. Oh no, they'll kill you. They're but then with a deer, you're just supposed to hit a deer. I think I think that's what the rule is because I think the damage you do to the deer is better than the damage you potentially do to yourself and others by swerving into the lane whereas a moose it sounds like it's just like every moose in person for themselves at that point also depends if you're <laughs> Justin Trudeau smoking a joint driving a VW bus because there's nothing the, the, the engine in the bus is in mm-hmm. the back so you know it's just right there yeah and yeah, someone's true. gonna see you coming mm-hmm. and since yeah. everyone in Canada drives VW buses while exactly. smoking weed. <laughs> exactly. That's why they teach you, know you to avoid the This the is not an endorsement of Justin Trudeau, but uh, I'm going to post that, a picture of the t-shirt okay. on at Daily Beans Pod because it's majestic. Yeah, they I asked my mom, so they'll understand what we're talking about. Yeah, I asked my mom to bring me <laughs> some tacky stuff from home and she really delivered. <laughs> she went out of her way. Huh? She really delivered. I guess you don't have to go out of your way sometimes. You just have to stop at the airport. She was thrilled. Which is, you know, where you have to go to get out of there anyway. <laughs> Uh, so our our plan is taking shape for uh, the the end of the year. Uh, our video feed is going to be coming um, at the end of the year. Separation of the feeds. So we're going to be pulling the Daily Beans out of the Muller She Wrote feed. That's going to be happening by the end of the year. So make sure that you 
go to your podcast platform, unless you're a patron, because your patron feed won't change. Uh, you have the premium feed. Uh, that's where you get your ad-free beans. You don't have to worry about it. But do this anyway, because our subscribers, it helps our numbers and, and it helps us be visible to more people. Just head on your podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and search for The Daily Beans and subscribe to that feed. Uh, it will really help us out. Um, and if you want to become a patron, you should do that at patreon.com slash the daily beans pod, because you become a patron of both shows, um, daily beans and Muller she wrote, you'll get access to presale tickets for live shows and meet and greet events. Um, you'll get our newsletter, which includes research notes and articles, links to articles that we use. You get thank you gifts like our super space beans mug. Um, and our Patreon helps pay for health benefits for our, for our employees. And you also get early and ad-free episodes of The Daily Beans uh, and the video feed. That will be for patrons only. And access to our closed Facebook group. We have a new group called Behind the Beans. So if you're a patron already, you can just search for Behind the Beans and join that. And uh, we already have a couple thousand almost on there going strong. It's a positive environment only for sharing, you know, dog photos and Muller-related stuff and beans-related stuff and anything that's just kind and supportive and uh, and that, because otherwise your post will be removed. <laughs> yeah, we have some awesome community guidelines and some awesome moderators. We have the best moderators. Thank yeah. you so much, moderators. Yeah, yes. you're super appreciated. Yes, so, so much hard work, and, and we really appreciate you helping out. Um, so we do have a lot of news to get to. Uh, we got debate night tonight, uh, if you're listening to this Tuesday morning, and uh, a bunch of other updates. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. So as I said, Tuesday night is debate night in America. Uh, debate night in America. Dun, dun, dun. Breaking news. Of course, they did not listen to me, and they're going to have 900 people on the stage at one time. Uh, we thought joyously that Tulsi Gabbard was going to boycott the debates, uh, saying the DNC was trying to disenfranchise dark horse candidates. Uh, but Tulsi is back in the debate because she has zero conviction, I guess. Um, but no, likely because her accusations are not actually real, considering there are 12 fucking people on the fourth fucking debate night. So I don't see how they're pushing out any dark horse candidates by right. inviting pretty much everyone to be on the debate stage and to do it all in one night. So, you know, uh, we had a rule where we were not going to disparage certain Democratic candidates, but I feel like Tulsi Gabbard should not fall under that category because she has been so counterproductive. I don't think she's a Democrat. To Democrats so, so far. Really like just with her. what she said and her limited amount of influence. Did yeah, you, I, I was, was really into her. When yeah. um, Bernie was running in mm -hmm. 2016, I was hoping he would pick her yeah. as a running mate. Uh, I thought she was great. She really soured herself for me in a lot of ways yes. in the last mm -hmm. years. I really liked her a few years ago and I felt, but I don't know. She's her PS, she was a serious, if my memory is correct, she was like one of the first Democrats, if not the first Democrat, and maybe only Democrat, to create her own video coming out against Mueller, essentially, yeah. saying that it was time to just forget everything and move on. Yeah. I and continues to put out content that is similar in nature. She does this, I think, as an attempt to build a bridge between Democrats and Republicans. I think she like leans independent, really. Um, mm -hmm. and she, I think so, too. She comes out and says this stuff as an attempt to build bridges. But but she seems so progressive in 2016. Yeah. Right. But it's sort of like you're going against what the majority of, well, not just Democrats, but the majority of people. Yeah. Maybe she's want. just a candidate that just tries to stand out in whatever era she's in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So back when it was Bernie coming up as a new hot thing, she was kind of like jumping on that she train. Just hitches her star on whatever yeah. the new hot thing is. Yeah. I don't see how the new hot thing is abandoning Mueller and <laughs> wanting to meet with Assad. 
Um, which she had to walk back her comments on that too, which she did, you know, give her credit for that, I suppose. But to say that they're, you know, that the DNC, and I'm not saying the DNC is, you know, hands clean. I think that they did a lot of finagling in 2016 and it really screwed a lot of stuff up. Mm -hmm. But a lot of that is Russian talking points as well. But, uh, but, you know, just because something is a Russian talking point doesn't make it real. Sometimes they were pushing real things to get us to divide. Mm-hmm. Um, but to but to say that they're, you know, leaving behind dark horse candidate, there's 12 people on the fourth debate stage. Nobody is being left behind. Well, yeah, freaking Tom Steyer is on the stage. There's a few people left behind. Here are the people oh. uh, that <laughs> won't be there. Uh, and you've probably not heard of a lot of them. Marianne Williamson, you've heard of, I yeah, know. Yeah. But Bennett, B- Bennett, Bullock, Delaney, and Ryan are all pretty much the same guy. And there's a guy named Messam, who, I don't know. Never even heard of him. And Sestak, which sounds like Sleestack. And I don't, mm. but you know, Sestak. So I don't even know. Those are the people who didn't qualify. So I don't see how you can, how she can complain about, maybe she didn't think she was going to make the fourth debate stage yeah. when she threatened to boycott it. she did make the last one, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when she did... You know, she was like, oh, well, I made it. I'm not going to boycott it now. Yeah. Um, but she'll be there. Um, so you will get to hear her positions, um, even if it's only 10 seconds at a time. Uh, and this will be uh, Bernie Sanders' first campaign uh, event since his heart attack. And he says he's doing well. He looks like he's doing great, says he feels great. I think we should expect his reveal um, his new big thing that he's going to talk about is his new plan to raise corporate tax rates to 35% and ban stock buybacks. And that's an important part of any plan because generally what happens in a trickle-down economy where you cut taxes for the wealthy and the, and the money goes to the wealthy, the idea is is that they create jobs with it, but they don't. What they do is they buy back their own stock and hoard their wealth. And And so if you raise the corporate tax rate, great, but by also banning that stock buyback uh, situation, you're forcing them to invest the money in the economy, at least, or at least forcing them or disallowing them to reinvest it in their own rich assholes. Or would that maybe look like putting like a time period on how long they have to wait before that cut would go into effect between like then and when they could buy the stock back? Yeah. Or it could look like um, divid or, you know, monies earned in or saved on, you know, in these or tax breaks that you have cannot be used to buy back stock but it sounds like he's just going to ban stock buybacks altogether so it has to go back to the old way of you know stockholders being people buying stock in the company not the company you know sucking its own dick mm-hmm. uh i think warren is going to talk about the fa- the facebook ads um the, and her fake ad that she put up there and she has she unveiled last week a new anti-corruption plan uh, which is basically, Jordan, you've talked about this philosophical idea and, and um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg mentioned it on stage recently about the pendulum, right, where it swings so far to the right to this, you know, tyrannical, autocratic uh, jerk in the White House. It eventually has to, by physics and the laws of nature, swing back. And the further it swings to the right, the further it's going to swing back to the left. And so... Her anti-corruption plan is kind of part of that. Like this happened during Watergate, too, when, you know, when everything happened with Nixon, we got all sorts of new laws and new ethics rules and stuff that came out after that to prevent or at least try to limit the the power of the executive. And I hope they bring that up in the debates too. not just her anti-corruption plan, but what each candidate plans to do. Not necessarily to limit the power of the presidency, but to, you know, at least fight that kind of corruption. Yeah, we have to learn from what's happening right now and put better measures in place to prevent abuses of power in future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and there will be. And then I'd also like to know if any of them will um, not not necessarily pardon. But remember when Obama didn't go after Bush for his war crimes? Uh, I, I want to know if these guys will. <laughs> that makes it seem so like flippantly stated. Yeah, for his war crimes. For his war crimes. Just let him. Just let those slip under the rug. Remember those, Ellen? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a stance on that. I do. That I, is the most controversial thing that's happened somehow in the last. Two I love weeks. kindness, but I hate war crimes. So yeah, I, I love Ellen most of the time, but I will say this. The only people on social media who I saw come out in support of Alan were my straight friends. Mm. So that's interesting. Just gonna yeah. leave that there. Yeah, I'm with you, Ag. I don't really. <laughs> anyway, yeah, <laughs> I like kindness. Probably what happened is she was just a rich person totally. in a box, and it happened happened to have Bush sitting next to her. Yeah, and they're probably not friends, like hangout friends. I yeah, yeah. that's where I'm at too. I yeah, cannot yeah. imagine that that was like orchestrated and intentionally. So why she just didn't say like, look, I don't like what he did. I don't really know the guy, but I'm not going to just be a jerk to him because he's sitting next to mm-hmm. me. That's just social contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but was... instead she had to push it and say, I'm going to be friends with and da da da. And I, you know, I, I appreciate the kindness. We've talked about it a lot yeah. on the pod. Like yeah, we had like... David Weissman on here, former Trump supporter. We're like, we, if we, we can't ask people to change and then give them no room to do so. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to make out with them, you know? Right. At a certain yeah. point, too, I feel like assuming that this was not orchestrated and they just happened to be sitting together and then they, she just happened to be civil towards him. Uh, there's a certain element of self-preservation of your own mental state that yeah. goes into those interactions mm-hmm. where it's like, OK, am I going to get up and just leave now and, and, and kind of oh. like change the course of my day? Because Wreck my this awesome fucking box asshole. Oh, Yeah. And probably. then bring and then let him ruin my yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. That I'm for. I'm all for that. I don't yeah. take like a super strong stance on this because whatever, like I understand. Also, Ellen's whole like brand like her entire show, her entire audience, like wouldn't expect anything from her other than kindness, totally, and respect. True, so that's cool. And I like don't hate Ellen now, but and she's done said, so much good for the world, absolutely. That like but, to to say, well, fuck her whole life based on this because she but, didn't get up and slap him yeah. across the face. But, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, is that fellow gay people, we are the hardest on Ellen. Like gay people are harder on Ellen than anyone else because we're mm-hmm. we always look to her to be some sort of like, I mean. Not always, but like often we looked, we hold her to a harsher standard yes. than other people because Beacon she's of gay light. Oh, that's yeah, exactly. gotta be, yeah, that's gotta be yeah. tough. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for any minority to be like a spokesperson for a group of people and have people be so passionate about every movie you make, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, mm. I love you, Ellen. Yes, but, I yeah. know. Wait, yeah. really, really quick. So sorry. Did you watch SNL this weekend? Not yet, but I'm, I'm, wait, I can't wait because I want to see that Oscar the Grouch prequel. Yes, the that is super funny. Hall? The Equality oh, Town Hall. That's what I was just God. gonna say. When Biden, <laughs> when Biden, he goes through the acronym LGBT. Q, right and he goes uh you know you know gay lesbies transgenitals and queefs <laughs> lesbies lesbies oh my god and then and then kate mckinnon's elizabeth warren impression like every single time i love her so much kate mckinnon if you're listening i want to hang out with you so bad yeah be on the show I have the biggest crush on you yeah um, she's amazing she's so good her elizabeth warren is amazing yes. and if anyone here watches drag race <laughs> you know the end part when she shook the flower i'm ruining it this is a spoiler i'm so sorry uh when she shook the flowers on her head yes. in homage to sasha velour yes. made my whole life yes <sighs> oh it's so funny you gotta watch it yeah anyway it's very good i will i will i'm i've I'm, I'm meant to but you know busy Saturday, yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 hours of writing, and then Sunday it's uh, 
four hour, two hours of recording, three hours of recording, yeah. and then I got f- I had a four hour Call of Cthulhu D and D campaign on Sunday. And Ooh, by man. the time that people hear this, you guys are going to be on a plane to New York. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And when we get there, I'm not sure what time we land. Going to watch the debate. Can you? F- See that? Maybe I'll look at time we land. I think Thank we landed you. like 3:45 or something. Can you verify that real quick while you're here? But because I'm wondering, because we're gonna have to record some sort of beans mm-hmm. at, in the hotel room when we get there, and we're gonna have to watch the debate. I don't know how that's gonna shake out. Um, but we, oh, I just I, I usually get around to Saturday Night Live on Monday night. Yeah, totally. You land at 3:37 local time. Nice, oh, New York. Nice, cool. That yeah, we got some time. time. Yeah. Cool. So we can do some Get beans. Get some pizza. Watch some. Uh, do some beans. <laughs> watch some <laughs> debate. Do some beans. I'm, we're just, you know, I guarantee you we're just going to sit there and be like, all right, here we go. And I'm going to be on Twitter like, we're going to live tweet this. And uh, I'm going to have my notes out. And then all of a sudden, like five minutes into it, I'm, I'm just going to be like, fuck this shit o'clock. This is stupid. Yeah. I know it because 12 people. It's just, it's so hard to watch these debates. It's really, it's honestly so, it's it's like stressful. And I, it's such a horrible format to get people's perspective. Like, I think we were talking about this <laughs> Yeah, a with weeks Bernie ago. and Joe Rogan. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's so hard to get to, to get to the meat of someone's perspective. And it's so important to watch longer form interviews with people. That's why those town halls are really helpful. Yeah, yeah. the town halls are good, yeah. <clears throat> but, but it's going to be really helpful when all these motherfuckers drop out. And absolutely. The top. But also five, I say three, but let's just go ahead and say like five. Non-cable so news interviews too, right? Because then they can ask questions that you can't ask on CNN mm-hmm. or MSNBC. Like, like you can, like when Bernie was on Joe Rogan, he just gave him the space to just talk about whatever he wanted in a long form way. And it was really beautiful because. And not political answers at all. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was just like more freedom. And not that there aren't great town halls on the cable news networks, but yeah, it, I would love to see more long form interviews with people on I don't know YouTube shows or podcasts mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, and and I know Warren Sanders and Biden they all have targets on their backs for sure. Uh, people will likely attack Warren's former conservative roots. Beto will be strong on guns. Uh, Buddha Judge is going to go after Warren. Um, w- we won't get to hear much, like I said, because there's twelve flipping people on stage. Um, but Buddha Judge is going to go after Warren. Why do you hard. think so? Um, there's are there's even new, uh, stories coming out where he's disagreed with her uh, vehemently on the Facebook thing and a mm. couple other things. Mm-hmm. So I think he's got these plans. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously, everyone's going to go after Warren. She's the only person who hasn't fallen in the polls. Yeah. yeah. So everyone, she's probably got the biggest target on her back. Um, and then Biden just always has a target on his back because he's the gaff master. <laughs> you about Woody Harrelson's Biden impression? <laughs> yes. Gaff master five thousand. So freaking funny. <laughs> Oh my lesbies, God. lesbies, gays, lesbies, transgender. Let me just uh, answer that with a false memory, <laughs> Anderson. Yeah, it's like genitals and queens. I, I literally, I died. Lesbian. Lesbies. I like lesbies. It sounds so like funny. an award show. Oh my God! And Bye the lesbie goes too. <laughs> if I ever have my own podcast, I'm gonna call it. Lesbies. The lesbie show. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> and the lesbie uh, goes to... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I'm uh, one thing I'm curious about is, I don't know, like, after, will this be a turning point? Like, will we... Because it's with Biden and with Bernie and with Elizabeth, I feel like it's been kind of like the same. Like, Bernie's kind of stayed the same. Biden has gone and been going down slightly and she's been going up. Will this be the thing that really like boosts her even more? We'll have to see how how they like how they perform is going to be the most important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The three. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple of uh, second tier candidates, uh, Harris, Booker, um, O'Rourke, Buttigieg. 
they would have to really have a come out moment to to gain on these three. Everyone else just needs to drop the fuck out um, after this. And I think we'll start seeing them go poof on on the Maddo show. Yeah, we're like <laughs> far into 2019 at this point. I know. Yeah, uh, it's still early in the race. Um, our primaries, first primaries aren't until February, I think, or March. Uh, but, um, you know, it's this, the holiday season is you generally when people start dropping out. Yeah, well, because even to have five candidates, like you said, that's still a lot of people to do a thorough job hearing them and what they're about and what their policy initiatives are and everything. Yeah. So to have to do that with 12 people is just like too much to expect of the American voter. Yep. And I don't it, know if I stand by that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and those 12 are Gabbard, Steyer, Booker, Harris, Sanders, Biden, Warren, Buttigieg, Yang, O'Rourke, Klobuchar, and Castro. So Castro's feisty in debates. I like watching him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. You got to watch the sketch. I will. The person I will. who plays Castro. <laughs> He's good, too. Love, He's yeah, you're going to love it. I love the new uh, characters on Saturday Night Live, too. The new yeah. actors. Oh, yeah. Well, no, they have... I didn't want to spoil it for you. is why I didn't say it. You'll definitely know the celebrity that plays Castro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't spoil and it. And I apologize yeah. for spoiling that part no. earlier. <laughs> to- it's totally fine. You said spoiler alert. <laughs> I did. Um, all right. So, um, news. <laughs> As we know, veteran judge Reggie Walton told federal prosecutors on October 1st, today's the 15th, October 1st, they would have to either change, uh, charge Andrew McCabe, indict him, that's the former acting director of the FBI and my boyfriend, or end the investigation into him. Uh, in September, we learned that Department of Justice told McCabe's lawyers that his appeal to not be indicted was denied by the department, and they recalled the grand jury, presumably to indict him. That's how normally it works. They were going to indict him for lack of candor, but the grand jury balked and did not return an indictment. But the investigation is still sort of vaguely open and ongoing, like uh, herpes. And, <laughs> and so... And and we're now one month away um, from the deadline Judge Walton set for the Department of Justice to shit or get off the pot. And if the Department of Justice doesn't indict or drop uh, the case by November 15th, we thought it was October 15th. It's November 15th. Oh. The judge told prosecutors at the Department of Justice he would release internal FBI documents connected to McCabe's firing. Quote, if the government has not made a call, I'm going to make a ruling. This is just dragging out too long, and those of us who have to make these hard decisions need to those who have to make these hard decisions need to do it. If they don't, I'm going to start releasing information. <laughs> I will not condone further delay. You all have got to cut and make a decision. It's not a hard decision, and I think it needs to be made. If it's not made, I'm going to start releasing information because I think our society, the public, has a right to know what's going on. Trump's going to start calling the courts leaky. Leaky. Leaky courts. <laughs> leaky, right? <laughs> Sleepy eye, leaky court, Walton. <laughs> Um, <laughs> those comments came after the Department of Justice lawyers spoke to Walton about a FOIA case filed by Crew, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, to get the McCabe firing documents, which the Department of Justice refused to release, citing a potential effect on law enforcement actions. So uh, Crew lawyer Annie Weissman said during the hearings exactly what we've been saying. The delays look like, quote, a mad effort to indict Mr. McCabe to appease the president. We're in dark times. Where there's growing evidence, the president, aided by the attorney general, is using the power of his office to go after perceived political enemies. He's going after the intelligence community. Mm -hmm. He's going after the law enforcement community. Uh, And Judge Walton said, I totally appreciate what you just said and share some of the same concerns. The judge said that to her. Yeah, damn. Uh, Walton is a GW appointee so uh, and and used to sit on the FISC, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. That's the FISA that lists issues of FISA that Trump's like, I was wiretapped. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing. I just wanted to make sure everybody knows that November 15th, we have one month to go before we, you know, 
cut or and Andy sitting on his own lawsuit too. <clears throat> yep, yep. In a separate suit, McCabe has sued the FBI and the Department of Justice for wrongful termination. Uh, in that he was fired hours after he technically retired, but was denied his pension. And he was fired by Sessions, who did not have the authority to fire him because he was no longer the acting director of the FBI, meaning only Christopher Wray had the authority to fire him. Uh, and in another case before Judge Beryl Howe, concerning the Mueller grand jury materials and underlying evidence, the Department of Justice has yet to hand over McCabe and Comey's 302s from the Mueller probe, which may also shed light on the events that were ultimately investigated by the Department of Justice Inspector General that led to his firing and the subsequent criminal investigation into McCabe. Uh, we had erroneously reported, like I said, the DOJ had until today to indict or quit, but we wanted to clarify uh, the deadline is November 15th, and we'll keep you posted on the outcome and any other filings that happen between now and then. Uh, we'll be right back with more news. After these messages, we'll be right back. As you can imagine, I travel a lot it can, and it can be difficult to get my workouts in. And that's why I downloaded the Les Mills On Demand app so I can continue my training in my hotel room or wherever I am when I'm on the road. And it's been a lifesaver for my mental well-being and overall uh, health. The app has over 800 workouts for all levels and all fitness goals, brought to you by over 140,000 certified trainers in 20,000 clubs, clubs across 110 countries. Uh, they have workouts ranging from 15 to 55 minutes, and right now they're providing a 21-day free trial of their fitness app so you can kickstart your health plan or keep it going. Uh, when it's less than convenient to leave your house or your hotel room. And they have such a wide variety of workouts from yoga and mindfulness to strength training, martial arts, dance. Um, they even have that mind-body wellness stuff so you can like get your de-stress on, which I really love. Just take like a 15-minute breather. Um, personally, I do high-intensity interval training, and there's so many options for that. I always have something new to try. They add new workouts each week so I can keep things fresh. And I also love the online global fitness community and private Facebook group that keeps me motivated and positive. It's really an incredible app. So whether you're uh, a, like a, a work-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom or you travel a lot and you can't get to the gym easily, the Less Mills On Demand app is really a lifesaver. Right now, for our listeners, we have a special offer from Less Mills On Demand where you can get 21 days of free access to their fitness app. So don't wait and go to trylessmills.com dot com slash daily beans to get the special offer. Again, that's try less mills, T R Y L E S M I L L S dot com slash daily beans. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. Uh, one week ago today, the Daily Beans, uh, we asked you to keep your eyes on someone that was mentioned in the Sondland Taylor texts that the mainstream media didn't seem to be covering. I came across her name when I was looking for the identity of potential whistleblowers, and then I saw her name mentioned in that text dump from the House Foreign, Affa Foreign Affairs Intel and Oversight Committees. So we did a little story on who she was. This was from a week ago today. Let's let's roll that clip. <laughs> And everyone sort of skipped over Fiona. But that name stuck out to me because when I was running over a list of potential whistleblowers, I was like, who could the whistleblower be? Um, on a Friday night, I was doing that, like cool people mm -hmm. do. <laughs> and I remember that an anti-Putin Russia hawk named Fiona Hill had resigned her post in mid-July. She was recruited by KT McFarlane and, and Michael Flynn, but was notoriously staunch on Putin. And according to interviews, always felt like she'd be fired because of her public assertions that Putin was motivated to interfere in our elections. She always kind of fell down on, fell on that side of the fence. And she came from the Brookings Institution, which Trump is not fond of. And she'd even worked previously with Chris Steele, uh, perhaps one of mm. Trump's greatest nemeses. <laughs> Hill, he, <clears throat> Hill even helped craft the response to the Russian Skripal Novichuk attack. She was the one who wanted to decided that we would expel 60 Russian intel, intelligence officers from the United States, a move that Trump was reported, reportedly furious about behind closed doors. It was too many. 
that she expelled. So I just want you all to know she resigned her post uh, at the NSC just seven days prior to the phone call with Zelensky. <clears throat> and don't forget, Yovanovitch was also pushed out before the Ukraine scandal began because she probably because she wasn't on board with, um, you know, uh, withholding aid. And Giuliani complained about her as well. So that was a week ago. And we learned on October 9th that she was going to voluntarily testify to Congress. And that's where she was all day Monday. Uh, like Yovanovitch, she walked in the front door like a badass. Uh, we know she's telling Congress that Giuliani and Sondland made an end run around the NSC process and the, uh, to run a shadow foreign policy on Ukraine. Uh, there's been reporting that she's not handing over her texts and documents, and a lot of people have been giving her shit for that. But there's n- no other reporting on why she isn't, and I think I may be able to help answer the why. But I want to be clear that I'm just guessing based on my experience working for the executive branch of the government. Fiona Hill left the State Department in July, meaning she left all of her documents and official text messages behind as well. She could face criminal prosecution if she took those documents home with her or released them to anyone as a private citizen. Mm. Those documents would need to be subpoenaed from the State Department, and I'm sure that they were. Uh, If you remember, Comey was nearly indicted for taking his memos home from the FBI and putting them in his home safe and giving them to Congress and uh, one of his friends uh, to give to reporters. He was almost indicted for that. Um, Those documents belong to the government, not Fiona Hill. So keep in mind when casting your judgments about her willingness to cooperate. Um, The text messages released to Congress between Sundland Volker and Bill Taylor were personal texts from WhatsApp. Um, And there are more that we haven't that we haven't seen yet, apparently. So those did not belong to the State Department. If Fiona Hill has personal text messages, she could hand them over, but might be more comfortable. She doesn't strike me as somebody who would use personal like a secret WhatsApp to text back and forth about work stuff. Um, And she might be more comfortable with a friendly subpoena to shield her from criminal investigation by the corrupt Department of Justice under Barr. So just keep that in mind. So um, as the day went on, um, we were looking, I was looking for more clues about what she testified about. She just left. She was in there for over 10 hours. God damn. Three different committees. um, And we're we're learning that she was actually subpoenaed uh, in this case, um, although she was voluntarily deposed. Uh, but they s- drew up a subpoena anyway in case the White House tried to block her last minute. So now they're just preemptively doing it because they figure that the White House is going to try or the State Department or the White House or both are going to try to block their their testimonies. But apparently that didn't happen, not at least that we've heard. So Swalwell told CNN that, that Hill's testimony has been very helpful to the impeachment inquiry. He says, quote, the arrows continue to point in one direction. Crimes were committed. Bribery, extortion, soliciting campaign help and an active cover up. Swalwell says the president committed an actual crime. Uh, He says he committed crimes, bribery and extortion by holding aid, withholding aid and offering White House meetings in exchange for investigations and disinformation. Um, Into one person only. Yep. (laughs) She's been there for, like I said, she was there for over 10 hours. And now there are reports that she was passionately defending former ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Ivanovich, as well, uh, defending her. Uh, and how she was recalled early to to basically, I mean, these are people who were driven out and removed <clears throat> to make way for this, so no one would object to their shadow policy on mm-hmm. Ukraine, and and um, no one would flip out <laughs> about you know this this quid pro quo. Yeah, I I saw CNN report too that she left before the call uh, happened, too. Yeah, she prepped. She helped prep for the call. I think is what they said, but she wasn't on it. Right. I saw a bullet point that just said she left the department before the call happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she was, we reported that last week. Yeah. So then I wonder maybe if the, She resigned before it even happened, but she right. helped prep that call. Yeah. 
I wonder, well, presumably not the call that actually wound up happening. Right? <laughs> right. She's like, so what you're going to talk about? Yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah. I wonder if maybe the White House is like, well, she doesn't really have any information to give them regarding, you know, what actually happened on the call. So maybe it's not worth us playing one of those cards again right now at this point in time. Just because it make us look even worse. I don't know. Clearly don't give a fuck about what they look like, though. Yeah. And... <laughs> um. Something else, I'm really interested to know why she resigned, uh, what drove her out, unless she was resigning in protest because of maybe what happened to Yovanovitch, who was recalled just a couple months earlier. She maybe she, she, she saw what was going on, saw that Pompeo was not supporting. I'm guessing, but it, that hasn't come out in the testimony yet. Uh, also interested to know what uh, if she, what she knows about uh, Sue Gordon and Dan Coates leaving the, the NSC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, because she, she's NSC, and then also Schiff has said um, in recent days that the reason that they're having all these depositions behind closed doors is because they're trying to not tip Trump off. So there's a lot that we're not hearing, because yeah. if it comes out on the news, Trump will find out about it. You know what I'm starting to think, too? There's like that whole Rachel Maddow board of people in his administration who have been ousted, right? Oh, the wall? Yeah. Yeah, the the, the wall. So I'm thinking... Presumably, all of those people were ousted probably for corrupt causes and under corrupt intent, right? So conceivably, I'm starting to think, are we going to see a majority of those names over time in front of Congress throughout this impeachment inquiry? I think as long as it has to do with... Right. The State Department right, right, in right, Ukraine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I but think. It, but it keeps branching off, right? Well, yeah, but I think that those are getting handed off to other committees and they're investigating those things in other committees. Yeah. I still think she's trying to keep this scope super narrow. It's going to branch out, especially when we get or subpoena what's in that um, super secret, you know, code yeah. word classified system. If we get the MBS call or the Putin call. It's all going to tie together, and I think that they'll probably add the five to ten obstruction of justice charges from the Mueller report, but Mm -hmm. I really think that they're trying to limit, keep it limited. Yeah, I agree. I guess I more so meant not necessarily under this exact impeachment inquiry how it's going right now, but just in time, are we going to see a thorough investigation of all of those names that are up on that board and why they were ousted? I think so. And I think a lot of that could come after Trump leaves office and we put um, a, a Democrat in the White House and we put a Department of Justice we can trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We might start start to see those investigations, which is why I really want them to ask about that uh, in in the debates, mm-hmm. are you gonna let it go and move forward, or are you gonna fucking go after these people? I think they should go after them. Um, Sam Kislin was supposed to be deposed today, but he's apparently being very cooperative, handing over documents, and is trying to work with Congress to convince them he doesn't need to testify. Uh, he's 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 basically saying. Look, I have all these documents. You don't need me to testify. This should be enough. George Kent, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of State, is set to testify tomorrow. We don't expect to hear anything new, just more corroboration, building that ironclad case <laughs> that that Pelosi keeps talking about. Mm-hmm. And Trump is saying again that he will impose economic sanctions against Turkish officials in response to the Syria incursion. That's a new statement he made today. He was trying to explain why he did what he did. Uh, it sounded to me like after reading his statement, it sounds like what happened is is that he's too dumb to know what was going on in the Middle East. And in the call with Erdogan, uh, he may have said something that gave Erdogan the impression that he had the green light to attack the Kurds uh, without Trump realizing what he was talking about. I honestly think that that could be what happened. It was incompetence. Mm-hmm. And now there's a mad scramble to try to clean it up. Yeah. Considering how enthusiastic 
everyone is about these sanctions and Trump being like, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, he greenlighted all of this in the first place. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. Or, yeah. Or he's going to impose the sanctions Deripaska style. Yeah, that's then walk them back. Wait, you're gonna love this coming up in the script because he said over a week ago that he was gonna impose sanctions, and then Steve from the Treasury, um, the department responsible for imposing sanctions, came out and said they have sanctions ready to go, really hard, really mad, fucking badass sanctions, coal roller sanctions. Uh, But we're not gonna deploy them yet. We're just not gonna deploy them yet. We're ready to go, like locked and loaded on the sanctions. Uh, And that came on the heels of the U.S. voting against our allies and with Russia on a U.N. Security Council resolution condemning the invasion of northern Syria by the Turks. Uh, He's also threatening to hike their steel tariffs back up uh, to 50 percent, having recently dropped them. Um, Like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. Meantime, we know Congress is looking to vote on a sweeping bipartisan sanctions bill against Turkey that would be veto proof. So perhaps these new threats of sanctions are Trump's way of doing it himself so he's not embarrassed by Congress. Or so the Republicans in Congress aren't actually forced to vote against him with the election looming. Either way, they're all cowards. Uh, And we learned this weekend the Kurds have struck a deal with Assad for protection against the Turks, which is exactly what we didn't want. Uh, And we also didn't want high value ISIS terrorists to be freed from prison, but they were. And now ISIS is flying their flag again um, as the Kurdish genocide continues. But perhaps the most distinguishing twist in this is Trump saying the Syrian refugees created his, by his betrayal of our Kurdish allies in Syria will invade Europe. Uh, that you know, that the whole, ones that are fleeing from bloodshed and bombs. Yeah, they'll they'll say there's a crisis because he just doesn't believe in crisis. the concept of a refugee. Yeah, and Liz Cheney is actually blaming the Turkish incursion on the impeachment of Trump. That she tied it to that, huh? So that's really interesting. And uh, Pence and Mnuchin have come out late today, Steve, and said the White House will be imposing their sanctions on some Turkish officials. Uh, and they're going to leave some troops in Turkey for now. This is like that backpedaling I was talking mm-hmm. about. And I, this is what you were talking about, Jordan. I'm interested to know which officials he's going to sanction, with what and when. Uh, again, I'll believe it when I see it. Means that it won't affect anyone or there'll be exceptions like there are for Deripaska yep. and the Russian sanctions. Totally. And that's exactly what you brought up. Yeah, and, all you need is one big dude yeah. to just have all of the money funnel through. For Tosh, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Um, or something like that to just be like, oh, yeah. But not that guy. Yeah. This but, guy's cool. This guy's with me. Because <laughs> <laughs> for Tosh is sanctioned, but then they just build these uh, shell companies like Fraud Guarantee and, and pay Americans and, and Republicans through those with uh, tainted Ukrainian or sanctioned money. So not only was that money foreign and donated to these campaigns uh, and used to pay a lobbyist that didn't register as a foreign agent, namely Giuliani, uh, but it's also sanctioned. It's coming from sanctioned people. uh, And that, I think, is something important to note. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll be right back with more news. This episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by the amazing people, our friends at Beta Brand, who are busy making the most amazing pair of pants ever, the dress pant yoga pants. They have multiple styles, including wide legs, skinny, straight leg. They have eight pocket pants and premium denim and dozens of styles, colors, and patterns. I love the eight pocket pants. It's my new favorite because I don't have to carry a purse with me. That's especially helpful when I'm traveling because you have to do that two in one thing. Uh, and I have three pairs now, all in black. I take I take them on every trip because they pack and travel brilliantly. You could not wrinkle them if you tried. Plus, they're as comfortable as yoga pants, but with dressy details like real buttons, belt loops, pockets, and faux zippers. And they're made of four-way stretch pot knit fabric. It just feels amazing. It's very supportive. It's stimulating. I love it. So I can travel in them. I can go to business meetings, head to cocktail hour, wear them with heels or flats. They're versatile, comfortable, 
and they're perfectly stretchy. I can do yoga in them. Before Beta Brand, I was got I got all my suiting off the rack. I'd always have to have it tailored. Uh, I didn't move. They didn't breathe. They would have itchy tags. I was just constantly aware of how uncomfortable I was, and I couldn't focus on my work. And that's why I started wearing Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. Visit betabrand.com slash beans, all lowercase, to get 20% off yours. Millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pair of pants you'll ever wear to work. That's betabrand.com, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash beans, all lowercase, to get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants today. You'll be glad you did. All right, some late-breaking news. This is interesting. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that um, federal prosecutors from the Southern District of New York have not only been looking into Kaludi Rudy for failing to register as a foreign agent, but according to people familiar with the matter, they're also looking at his business dealings in Ukraine, his finances, and his work for a city mayor in Ukraine um, since at least August. Witnesses have been questioned about Rudy since late summer regarding his role in a conspiracy involving Parnas and Fruman as well. It's not known for how long the investi- uh, how far along the investigation is or the scope of the inquiry, but, but witnesses they're saying now witnesses have been interviewed and he's been a target since August, at oh. least. Damn, and amazing. These probably take, they had to go in fast because uh, Lev and Igor were about to leave the country, Parnas mm-hmm. and Fruman. Mm. But, um, you know, and if they started looking into them in August, that only gave them a little over a month, maybe six weeks uh, of the investigation. And they already had had some indictments ready to go. I I think these things usually take three to four months. So I think we'd be looking at the end of the year. Um, but I really hope it's this week. Bring it. <laughs> because it could have been since earlier than August. Mm-hmm. This is just from people who are in the know that they since August, at least it could be earlier. You said he was talking to another mayor in Ukraine. Yeah. Um. Yep. He's like, you get it. It's a, it's a, just a mayor thing. It's a mayor We're, thing. We just what? have a corrupt connection <laughs> with each other. Wonder what Rudy's doing right now. <laughs> I think he's ready. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, I, th- I I really believe that all of these people just have a chip in their brain where they just do not think that they're going to get caught. Because if you thought you were going to get caught, I don't see how you could continue to do the work that you're doing. You know, it seems yeah. just like such Lay full low. steam ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And he is continuing and continuing still. And I can't imagine you would do that if you thought Why that you there was a chance of you actually getting caught. If you were a rich white guy who's always gotten away with corrupt behavior yeah, why totally. would you feel any differently yeah, definitely we talked about exactly. this with Manafort a yeah. lot and, and just the psychology of, of a habitual liar mm-hmm. and, and criminal yeah and yeah. I had asked about Junior because Junior the reason Junior according to Mueller wasn't charged um, with campaign finance violations uh, in the for the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting was because he wasn't he, they said that he didn't willfully and knowingly break the law and so I said, psychologically speaking, if you're that kind of privileged, would you ever willingly and knowingly think that you were breaking the law because it doesn't apply to you? Right. Right. Yeah. So how can you possibly put that on there to yes. say it's not willful and knowing? I mean, we didn't jail any of, of the Wall Street people who created the whole catastrophe, you know? Yeah. So wh- why would they believe that they were going to be punished? Yeah. This behavior goes unpunished. Yeah, yes. It does. And they're creating this like concept this fake concept of the this victimization of criminals kind of (laughs) where like they're the ones that have been you know wronged yeah it's like trump Trump coming out today and on twitter and and saying serial killers get more due process than the president um some right-wing talk show host said that and trump tweeted it out 
And my response was, let us indict you. We'll give you due process. Yeah, the only reason why you... D- exactly, it is because in the, the Constitution was written with the assumption that pieces of shit like you wouldn't make it to that office. Yeah, and Mueller bent over backwards to not indict you and, not, and to not even say that you committed crimes. So, eh. Well... I think the Trump legacy will be a changing of laws that will allow us to prosecute future presidents and their VPs to the full extent of the law. Yeah, I think we should have a permanent special counsel. Um, Although I kind of like the way it's going now without one because all the news gets to come out to the public. But um, Congress will always have that oversight. I think we should strengthen Congress's oversight. I think a lot of these cases that are working their way through the appeals courts. Oh, by the way, D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals is separate from second Circuit Court of Appeals. D.C. Circuit Court doesn't have a number, and it's Merrick Garland that's in charge of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. All right, cool. Uh, and so, you know, all of these things that are going up to the appeals court and maybe eventually make their way up to the Supreme Court are just going to solidify that precedent that was set during the, the Watergate, you know? Um, and I, I just don't see it going the other way. It can't. Mm-hmm. It can't possibly. And that's why it's so important that we vote. Yep. All right, this was hard to watch. This There was this horrific video that was shown at a conference for Trump supporters at Miami Doral Resort last week where Trump Jr., uh, Huckabee Sanders, and Ron DeSantis were scheduled to speak. Uh, from the New York Times, the video includes the Trump 2020 campaign logo and shows a clip of Mr. Trump's head photoshopped onto the body of a man opening fire in a church, dubbed the Church of Fake News. So he pulls a gun from his coat. He opens fire on parishioners who have the faces of his critics or logos of media organizations superimposed on their faces. So it's video shop scene from a church massacre from the 2014 movie The Kingsman. So in this clip, Trump enters a church, pulls a gun out of his coat, begins and begins like this graphic rampage. Uh, as the parishioners try to flee, the president fires at them. He shoots NPR, CNN, Black Lives Matter, Vice News, Hillary Clinton. Uh, some of those in the church try to apprehend Trump, but he fends them off, beats them up, makes his way towards the altar, wrestles the Vice News parishioner, and then shoots them point blank. Uh, in, in the background, Comey is seen trying to flee. Then he strikes McCain on the back of his head. He hits Rosie O'Donnell in the face and then stabs her in the head. He hits Maxine Waters and then lights Bernie Sanders' head on fire. He takes Romney hostage and then hits Obama in the back and throws him up against a wall. Others shown in the video include Micah from MSNBC, Bill Clinton, Harvey Weinstein, and Adam Schiff. Um, The clip ends with Trump driving a stake into the head of a person with a CNN logo for a face. And then he stands on the altar and admires his work, just smiling creepily. Um, Stephanie Grisham, the drunk Sarah Sanders, put out a statement saying uh, Trump has not seen the video, but based on what he's heard, he condemns it, though Trump himself has yet to say anything about him about it himself. It's almost laughable how ridiculous it sounds, but it's obviously not funny because he actually incites this kind of violence. Yeah, that's what his rhetoric does. And if whether he made it or endorsed it or not, people who listen to him speak, that's what comes out of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, at an event where his top supporters, including his son and his former press secretary, were going to be speaking, this video was shown. And it's really horrific. I mean, I watched it and it was so upsetting. I couldn't not. I mean, just I had to know because everyone had such a strong reaction to it online. And it's it's genuinely horrific. And it's like, like you said, it like you sort of compartmentalize and go, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like campy almost. Yeah, but it's terrifying. Yeah. And it's when I first heard it, I was I couldn't tell. Is this a parody video? Which is, I mean, maybe not the best joke, but is is this something 
that someone made from from one side as a critique on him saying that this is oh, like, like as a satire right like as a satire like this is what he is effectively doing symbolically or was it on the other side saying this would be fucking awesome if he did this this is what this would look like and it's some sort of cathartic piece of work since it was presented at one of his events i can only presume that it would be the latter yeah that makes it hard as comedians too is that we can't it's hard to now be ironic Mm -hmm. um because things are taken so literally uh i used to have jokes you know uh rape jokes and you know like just all these jokes and pretty much self-deprecating jokes uh, and jokes about sex and people the irony was lost on them like they didn't see that i was joking they thought i was serious Mm -hmm. like oh you're you're really into that awesome and it just got weird Mm -hmm. and so you just i just had to stop doing that material because and and i can see how it just gets confusing because there's a lot of stuff i see online where i'm like is this the onion or is this yeah the Wall Street Journal? Yeah, I, I guess we need to know the full context of the mm-hmm. video and how it was shown and who showed it and when they showed it and what the intro to it was and, and everything like that. But at first glance, all it sounds like is that video was showed at a Trump-supported... It was made, I think, by... Uh, I can't remember the name of the YouTube channel, but it's a YouTube channel which produces a lot of these pro-Trump videos. Yeah. Ugh. So it was it was part of a larger... It's a pro-Trump thing. And, yeah. and also um, mm-hmm. Russians have picked it up and started botting it. I heard too. about yeah I heard about the Russian bot thing. So it is confirmed that it was produced by someone that's like always producing pro Trump stuff. Correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. It wasn't like a one off. It was like part yeah. of a wider YouTube channel which creates pro Donald oh Carpe Duncan I can't or something. I don't want to give yeah. in any more press to the yeah. No. And 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 I did get a lot of I got some not a lot some flack for sharing it. Like don't share this. Um. But I I keep your eyes open. I think it's really important to sh- to show it. Um, don't watch it if you you know if you have content um, it's content warning video for mm-hmm. sure uh, but and you know I got a little bit panicky watching it myself um, like in the government we do these they have these active shooter drills I can't participate in those mm-hmm. uh, I just can't because of my PTS and so I have to sit those out and um, fortunately they allow me to do that but this kind of thing is what is that stuff you know it's that kind of trigger uh, but it, you know, I I thought it was important that people see it. I have not been sharing some of the um, horrible images and videos that have been coming out of Syria because I just can't I can't even take it. Um, same way I don't share like animals being abused videos. I, I think it's important that we, you know, expose that kind of thing. But I'm just not capable of doing it. But I I thought it was important that people know what this president inspires mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm i do apologize if i if you know it upset you and you found it in the feed yeah, um, it's, yeah. that wasn't my intention my well, intention you, is you know democracy dies in darkness we have to shed light on this shit you could also i completely appreciate being unable to watch footage from syria and just grotesque footage like that in general but you could also make the argument that it's also trump that's inciting that kind of violence right now too it is yeah, yeah true but like <laughs> in part though, i know what with another saying. aggressor yeah, like I know what she's saying. Everyone has like a personal line of mm-hmm. sorts of things they'll put in their timeline. But yeah, the stuff coming out of Syria is really heartbreaking. And it's hard to know what's going to happen because like one minute he's pulling troops out, the next minute they're placing sanctions. And it's like, I'm really excited for hopefully not having him in the White House anymore simply because I the chaos is so much to keep up with. And I'm so happy we're doing this. I find this like such a cathartic thing to do. I'm glad we're doing it this helps. podcast. Yeah, it's really, it's good to help to process. To take the chaos and, and try to organize it a little bit totally. and make it funny. Yeah. Uh, really, really helps me. Yeah. 
process. I, you know? I do find it increasingly harder to like joke about this stuff though mm-hmm. yeah personally me too like yeah. i can't to find really it simple yeah it's harder it's harder and harder for it for me to find the spirit in me to gracefully or tactfully make any sort of jokes yeah well it's, we used to remember in our live shows if somebody we would do this quiz mm-hmm. show if somebody got a, a question wrong we would make them wear a maga hat mm-hmm. i can't do that to anyone anymore i can't ta- I, I can't look at the maga hat as a joke anymore uh because of what it stands for we do try to keep some levity, though. I yes. think we get a couple jokes in every we episode. Do. And ah, fart jokes. <laughs> and uh, speaking of levity, thank you, Jordan. Thank That's you so all much it takes. for all of your dog pictures. <laughs> That's really, all it takes. So many you. dog pictures. Last week, I asked for dog pictures, and I got so many. It, did you guys look at them? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh and we got a question in the new Facebook group behind the beans. Um, mm-hmm. Join if you haven't. If you're a patron, yes pod dogs and podcasts are welcome of course we had, we had in the community guidelines like political post only and i got so much feedback like wait what i can't post dogs? my dog i'm no, like yes, self-care pod dog. dogs podcasts yes. kindness um karmic balance mm-hmm. stuff anything that makes you feel great anything that you think will help lift the spirits of anyone that's the whole mm-hmm. like that's one of the points of the group and to share the news also let us know when you do like our jokes we like your tweets give us your attention mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> totally. yeah uh, also, guys, uh, new from Natasha Bertrand at Politico. She she does this thing on Twitter where she'll be like, news coming. Yeah. And then she'll sit on it for a while. And then her news came out. Uh, we learned Monday, Facebook dick Mark Zuckerberg uh, has been hosting off-the-record dinners and meetings with conservative journalists, pundits, and at least one Republican congressman, namely one Lindsey Graham, in recent months to talk about free speech, Facebook terms of service, and partnerships. The talk around Silicon Valley is that Zuckerberg is afraid of the Justice Department under Bill Barr trying to break up his company. So many feel that with the recent change in political ad restrictions allowing flat-out lies, Zuckerberg is trying to appease Trump. In that case, Zuckerberg, why don't you just come out and say, Trump is threatening to break up my company if I don't let him lie on Facebook. Where's that transparency? Uh, according to Bertrand, um, maybe they've got dirt on him. I don't know. But according to Bertrand, some some that have attended these dinners include CNN commentator Mary Catherine Hamm, uh, Ben Shapiro, AEI fellow and former Washington Free Beacon editor Matt Cottonetti. Um, Washington Free Beacon, I think, was the um, original funder of the Fusion GPS uh, thing the the when the republicans were funding fusion gps to look into trump i think that's the washington free beacon fox news contributors guy benson and byron york twitter ceo jack dorsey has also engaged in similar outreach so it's not just mm-hmm. facebook mm-hmm. yeah so you know, everyone's like get you know get off facebook we you're gonna have to get off instagram and twitter too and then we just lose our community so uh, i stay in defiance it was like it reminded me of when i had to do a comedy show with somebody who's uh, you know, was a, a part of the Me Too movement, uh, somebody who had assaulted someone. And it was an awesome show, main stage, Saturday night, um, something that you don't get to do very often as a comedian. And people gave me a hard time for doing the show because they felt like I was supporting this famous person, which, by the way, uh, I wasn't. And if I didn't do the show, nobody was going to be like, yeah, I just wouldn't have gotten the opportunity. And so now I, I never turned down a show despite if there's somebody who's assaulted somebody on the show, uh, you're not going to keep me from doing the show. You're not going to keep me from doing my job. You're not going to, that's like the terrorist win kind of a thing. And that's how I feel about, about this Facebook situation, because we do get a lot of people telling us to leave Facebook, Yeah, but I'm kind of there in defiance. Like you're not going to fucking take my awesome community away and my, and my awesome support away because you're fucking shit up. Partially in defiance. I, I, I totally feel that, but partially also just because 
like I've tried going off Facebook before, but especially for someone whose family lives in another country and also as someone who's like very social and extroverted and likes to be invited to things. I felt a loss personally when I wasn't on the platform because of the community connections that I lost. And so even though I don't agree with the company, what it does for me as a person and the connections it helps me maintain is more important. And so it's not as simple as just get off Facebook. And it's the platform a lot of people use and understand and prefer. Um, and so, you know. And they're all evil at some point. Even yeah. Google is Yeah, if a lot of people go shit. to them, they're going to be evil because there's a lot of money and a lot totally. of people. Mm-hmm. You know what this to me though mark zuckerberg cozying up to you know and worrying about what bill barr is going to do again I, th- I said this the other day but tech companies don't require democracy to make money and that's what they care about at the end of the day is is money and your data mm-hmm. um i i actually I'm, I'm with elizabeth warren on this and you know i think that there's a there's a perception while i mean maybe there used to be that silicon valley is filled with a lot of liberal-minded people and there are a lot of those people but also a lot of the people who helped donald trump get elected were um maga folks you know, and a lot of tech people are libertarians and a lot of them are, I can't tell you how many tech events I went to when I worked in tech where everyone was like, do you like Ayn Rand? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, libertarian and very much, you know, like survival of the fittest and um, like maybe socially liberal, but extremely capitalist, extremely capitalist. I was really into Ayn Rand when I was in college and I just realized I was an asshole. <laughs> um, I was like, I got to stop being an asshole, <laughs> you know, Re- like really? Yeah. I was just like, man, I'm just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I have any friends? And I'd be mad that I was lonely. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, oh, I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I get it now. <laughs> you want to be you. a bitch? That's cool. Be a bitch, but you know, there's going to be, be a bitch, but don't be a dick. You know what I mean? There's a difference. <laughs> I think I'm going with the old definition of bitch, <laughs> not the new reclaimed. You know, badass bitch. Uh, but yeah, definition. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man. I, that's Anne Ryan Rand. Mm. But Zuckerberg responded um, to Politico's reporting, saying, "Quote, and this is just the fucking most incel piece of shit punchable response on the planet." He says, "There's some press today discussing dinners I've had with conservative politicians, media, and thinkers." And <laughs> no, uh, to be clear, I have dinners with a lot of people across the spectrum on a lots of a lot of different issues all the time. Meeting new people and hearing from a wide range of viewpoints is part of learning. If you haven't tried it yet, I suggest you do. So there's that little twist at the that little fucking poke at the end, like you're not as awesome as I am because I'm eating with Lindsey fucking Graham. Mm-hmm. I got it give one more tiny thing on this before we move on i hear this a lot from men in tech being like well we should consider other viewpoints and we should bring conservative folks into the fold and blah 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 that was great before trump but cozying up to bill barr and cozying up to lindsey graham in the current administration is going against it's 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 bad it's bad for your business overall like what you're trying to do is save your business but you're actually pissing off your customers so much because we don't want you know fascism yeah, no, I so we, we pulled all of our Facebook ads. There's a line. I'm not giving them a dime. Yeah, they get a line. they get my data, but they don't get my money. Um, yeah. and and again, I think that that's just you're not going to take this platform away from me because you're a piece of shit. You know, mm-hmm. it just drives me nuts. And I I if you want to get off Facebook, do it, man. Get get off of Facebook. I wouldn't be on Facebook if we didn't have this platform of awesome supportive people that yeah. I relied on to, you know, to just be to talk things over with and share dog photos with. There are pockets of goodness still, even on a platform that's owned by a shitty person. There are. Uh, Splitting the atom is amazing. Uh, It's when you use it as a bomb that's a problem. So I I think that, you know, I I would if I thought it was worth it, but I think it's more worth it to have that connection with with y'all. So 
Yeah, well, I mean, and ultimately, I think we see Zuckerberg as this sort of impenetrable force because he created it and has been with it the whole time. But eventually, he's going to step down and someone else is going to be in his position. And for all we know, they could decide to take the company in an entirely different direction because Facebook is not going away ever, probably. I don't know. It might. We didn't think MySpace would go away. And something better came. Something better might come. The reign of Facebook, though, is like much longer and more expansive than MySpace was. It seems. It is. All I I know from from MySpace is when I was like 12 years old, I used to be a cunt about my top eight. Yeah, meeting new people and sorry, am I allowed to say cunt on here? Yeah. Just that meeting new people and hearing from a wide range of viewpoints is part of learning. You should try it. It's so like uh, I don't need to learn Lindsey Graham's viewpoints to to be a more whole person. Sorry, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, all set. In general, I agree with that concept. Like in okay, here's the thing. Like in general, I agree with that, and like that we should try to find some more nuance, and we should try to talk to each other and and work, you know, uh, uh, see each other's humanity and have conversations and not shut each other down. Don't However, slap George Bush in the face when you're in a box with him. Right. <laughs> However, I, I don't need Mark Zuckerberg siding with the Trump administration. Like, thank you very much. Yeah. He's just either scared or he's a Trump supporter. Uh, uh, I mean, he's a rich guy and Trump advocates for tax cuts for the rich. Yeah. How absolute much money would he power, lose under... Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you justify to yourself however <clears throat> you need to to continue with whatever sketchy shit goes on to keep you rich. Dicks. Dicks. Um, Dicks. All right, we need to talk for 20 seconds without swearing. Oh, um, all right. So, um, <clears throat> advertising rules and puppy dogs. One, two, Share three, us your dogs four. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, more dogs. Mm-hmm. More dog photos at Daily Beans Pod. Oh, please, more dog pictures. And share them uh, at Muller She Wrote, too, so yes. we can all see them. And your cats right. or gerbils, hamsters, Pod whatever. Cats. Oh, guinea pigs with Pod outfits. animals. Oh, I love guinea pigs. It's outfit. Halloween. Guinea pigs with Let's see. Dress them up. Let's see yes. your. You'll see your Halloween doggos. Yep. yep. I want all of your animal cats. up as another animal. I want your animals Halloween costumes. Yep. We got to see them at Daily Beans Pod. Please. All right. We did it. We'll be right back. Hey, it's AG, and it's time to fall back into a healthy routine. Fall is a great time to set new goals, set yourself up for success during the holidays, and reprioritize yourself. And Care Of helps you get exactly what you need. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to get the right vitamins, supplements, and protein powders for your specific goals. Whether you're looking for glowing skin, more energy, better sleep, or something to support your health and fitness routine, Care Of helps you build and stick with a plan that's right for you. Just hop online, take a fun five-minute quiz about your lifestyle and health needs, and Care Of will give you a research-backed recommendation with the vitamins, supplements, or protein powders you need based on your personalized quiz results. It's extremely convenient with your order shipped to your door, and they come in little daily packs perfect for your busy schedule you can just grab a couple put them in your purse put them in your suitcase and they're careful with transparency on where they source their ingredients so you know where everything comes from and they're sustainable because care of uses compostable packs with tons of info on how to compost them on their website they also have vegan and vegetarian options i I took the quiz it was user friendly it was fast i got my individual vitamin packs full of customized vitamins to fill in my personal nutrition gaps and lifestyle needs based on my quiz i needed to boost my vitamin d and i wanted something for my hair and skin health and the results have been amazing uh, and I, I, I know where the ingredients come from it's hugely convenient and I don't have to worry about taking supplements that I don't need to get what I do for 25% off your first care of order go to takecareof.com and enter daily beans so that's 25% off your first care of order that's takecareof.com and enter daily beans at checkout you'll be glad you did breaking news from Politico about a new book from Ronan Farrow which I can't wait to read 
Uh, this is Monday evening, saying American Media Inc. and the National Enquirer shredded sensitive Trump documents that had been held in Pecker's safe right before the 2016 election. <laughs> Auto shred after a certain <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> yeah, I added Pecker's safe. I added Pecker's safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Ronan Farrow's new book in early November 2016, first week of like leading up to the election last week, you know, leading up to the election, Dylan Howard, who I continually draft for my fantasy indictment team, ordered a staff member to get everyone out of the get everything out of the safe and shred it. Um, that happened the same day the Wall Street Journal called the Inquirer for comment on the one hundred and fifty thousand dollar Karen McDougal catch and kill payment. Same mm-hmm. day. Uh, and this is according to people who are in the know. Farrow also says that earlier in the year, in June, Dylan Howard had compiled a list, a master list of Trump dirt, some dating back decades. And after Trump won, Cohen asked for all the AMI dirt on Trump. And apparently an AMI employee was a little worried about if it was still all in the safe. So he checked the safe and found that the list of Trump dirt, the master list, didn't match up with the physical files. Some had gone missing. Uh, I wonder if that master list is still out there somewhere. Uh, and then, you know, also, I'm still waiting to hear what happened with them, you know, when they ex- extorted Bezos um, by you know, threatening to release the Lauren Sanchez photos if he didn't say that, it, that you know, that they weren't politically motivated. Uh, and that broke their non-prosecution agreement in the catch and kill investigation. I, I still don't know what's going on with that. That's It's been a long time. It has been a very long time. Almost a year, I think. Yeah. I have faith. It's all going to come around. If I remember correctly, it was last September that they signed that non-prosecution agreement. So it's been over a year since they signed the non-prosecution agreement, and they've broken it since they signed it. Mm-hmm. And it's all quiet, quiet over there. Nice. I think I had them on my fantasy and Diamond League this week. Nice. Yeah, yep, you do. You do. Not to say it's going to move that fast, but it could. It's only been a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this week is the week. <laughs> any any day. Oh, God. Like a sad kid waiting for their dad to come home. <laughs> I know. We just keep putting <laughs> Junior and Kushner on there. Like, one day. Oh, God. <laughs> they just went out for a pack of smokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Time for a little schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Milkshake Matt Gates was 86th oh, yes. from the Fiona Hill testimony Monday on Capitol Hill because he does not belong. Uh, he's not on any of the three committees that were present during that uh, testimony. Gates, who actually attempted to join the interview and started asking questions uh, of uh, Fiona Hill, was removed by Intelligence Committee's chair, Adam Schiff. <laughs> Gates then sought a ruling from the House parliamentarian. He objected, uh, who sided with Schiff. The parliamentarian said, nope, uh, you got to get the fuck out. And uh, an anonymous official told NBC Gates attempted to crash the deposition and then refused to leave, causing a delay in the testimony. He apparently tried to argue that because he's on the Judiciary Committee, he has jurisdiction over all impeachment. Yep, I saw his floundering, blubbering troll interview. (sighs) He was drunk. like, well, I'm on the committee where Nadler started this all and everything is just seemed to stem from there. So I just assumed that since there's no president for this, I would just be allowed to be there. It's like, Good dude voice. <laughs> I hope he got a ride home, you know? <laughs> yeah. I like my mom doing an impression of my dad. <laughs> I would love for him to have walked in and they all had milkshakes. <laughs> They're I just sipping on them, just, just side-eyeing him, like, you sure you want to come in here, buddy? That's something Cohen would do, you know, the fried chicken guy? He would just be yeah, having a milkshake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Food trolls, that's what America is. Food trolls. <laughs> uh, he has a history, Gates has a history of intimidating witnesses in testimony in front of committees. He would just always try to sneak into committees where he doesn't belong. Uh, or when he tweeted at Cohen that he hopes his wife knows about his affairs. 
um, and he almost, or his daughter or something, I don't know, his father-in-law, yeah. some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He almost lost his law license over that. Remember the Florida bar was yes. investigating him. I wish they had. He had to apologize hard for that. Yeah, he really did. But yeah, like I said, I hope he got a ride home. <laughs> yeah, what a freaking loser. I wonder what they have on him. Why is he acting like this? I don't know. He And you know what I don't... <laughs> I have a really... I have a really short-sighted theory for men and, and their obsessions with being dicks. And a lot of it boils down to, like, feeling emasculated, right? You know, yeah. we've talked about this on the podcast. But he's he's white. He's I am personally not attracted to him. I do draw the line but there. He's a but he's conventionally fella. attractive. Yeah. Yeah. He's but Scaramucci, <laughs> never letting you live that down. Still think he's hot, dude. <laughs> but Matt Gates, I'm pretty sure he's, like, mm, tall. Mitt Romney. He has, like, all of this privilege, right? And... This we should have a sexy traders calendar. Yeah, <laughs> sexy <laughs> traders. The other day, I texted Jordan. I think it was like early in the morning too. I was like watching the news for the show, and I was like, "I'm really sorry to report that I find Neil Gorsuch attractive." <laughs> yes, I do too. I'm with pretty you good on looking. that. I know, dude. I know, but so is the devil, I'm sure. Mm. And that's not stopping Only me. Only from certain angles, though. Like some pictures of Neil are cute, and other ones, I'm like, nah. Yeah, I never thought Avenatti well. was a hottie though. Everyone was all I didn't up about his program. I just don't think so. Wait, He's, did I? I don't remember. Too smarmy. I can't even. Like, I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, no. My, my my point is that like I don't know. Freaking, it seems like Matt Gates has he doesn't. This this clearly this theory doesn't check out because uh, there's a lot of Republican men that have all of the privilege in the world. They have height privilege, attractive privilege, white privilege mostly, male privilege second mostly, cis and straight, cis, Christian, yeah, ex- exactly, everything privilege. Exactly, we have everything privilege. So it's just like why, why, why are you so mad? Why are you so mad and insecure? Why do you act like you were the last kid picked on fucking dodgeball teams for every day of your life? I guess if you're just that privileged and you're and any little tiny thing that like hits your armor just. Yeah, you know. I I think too. If you if you have been the is what's that uh, meme? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but his dick almost fell off because a woman said something on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel constantly about it. Quote. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's like if you've been the I don't know if you've been in power for as long as you have, equality feels like oppression. Mm -hmm. So it's like even Mm -hmm. though they still have all this privilege societally and things are still stacked towards them all of the all of the changes which have happened over the last few decades it's just sort of like well it's not like it used to be it's like, yeah. yeah it's better for everyone else but you right but I think- when, when when those text messages sorry to interrupt but when those yeah. text messages came out the the manity text messages the manafort uh-huh. hannity text messages came out <laughs> manity i was like oh my god they actually believe their bullshit yes they believe mm-hmm. their own shit that blew me away i thought they were all behind the scenes like ha 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 this bullshit yes. i said today fucking funny right nerds dude yes but they actually believe their own bullshit yeah yeah that 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 blows my mind not only in this scenario but with people i meet in my life all the time these people that have complete victim mentalities and i can't even blame like you can't even blame everyone for that right like some people have just been dealt such shitty hands that's just like the brain and persona that's developed in them but with people like this it's just so nonsensical and 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 i think that that's unfortunately the crux of so much of of our doom kind of with each other is that we all have these perceived you know perceptions perceived perceptions Mm -hmm. uh, of of what's happened to us Mm -hmm. right and you're and it's so ingrained in you that you're unable to see how that could be false in some way i feel like how other people's could be valid i feel like the more the world has handed you the more you feel the world owes you Mm -hmm. definitely and yeah definitely the quote that I was uh, badly referencing earlier was, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's equal rights, not more rights. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? We always we I feel like we tend to get our final thoughts out before I ask for them. Yeah. <laughs> Any retroactive like, yeah, final thoughts? Be thought? deep. <laughs> be deep, Jordan. <laughs> mm. <laughs> in the year two thousand. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be in New York this week, so I guess actually, you know what I would love? Pizza recommendations. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I would mm-hmm. fucking love that. Tweet your pizza recommendations to at Daily Beans Pod. Yep. Yes. At Daily Beans Pod. Jordan's confused. Please. Mm-hmm. I love pizza she does that is my deep thought for today vegetarian vegan yeah uh, yes mm-hmm. yes yeah or she's pescatarian you can put fish on there if it's yeah fish. slap some salmon on that slice there's a fish <laughs> that sounds bad <laughs> dude that sounds so gross i know that's awful <laughs> slap some salmon on that slice that's a euphemism for yeah. something <laughs> gross so gross, but seriously. <laughs> That's um, the name of the episode right there. I was about to get really excited to tell you guys that today is National Dessert Day, but I realized oh. that this is airing oh, on, the mu- next day. on the next day. Yeah. But yesterday was National Dessert Day, so go eat some cake. Yay, I'm going to eat cake right now. <laughs> What's tomorrow? October 15th. Let's find out. Yeah. There's, always, there's, there's a day for everything. There's a day for everything. Yeah, I, I know. Love that I shit. know. My birthday is on National Penguin Day. <laughs> or International Penguin Day, I guess, because National Penguin Day would suck pretty bad since yeah. we don't have any here. Do you just go to SeaWorld and cry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go to Bar Africa penguins. Rocks down yeah. at, at, the, at the zoo and be like, oh, you guys. <laughs> Where's your chin strap, buddy? If only you could rock a three. <laughs> I'm referring to the nationaldaycalendar.com. Amazing. Let's see. October 15th. Uh, it's several days. Uh, National Cheese Curd Day. That's very Canadian. Oh, oh I'm in. Fr- oh, dude, yes. we didn't. Yes. We've never had cheese curds until we went to <gasps> Minneapolis. Yes. Oh my god, those were amazing. It was Minneapolis. We, yes, Minneapolis yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, mm-hmm. I want to pretend so bad. We're like, like really these are oh, god, really yeah. just fancy mozzarella sticks. But no, <laughs> yeah. man, no, a, a poutine with the right cheese curds. They're like squidgy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Squidgy. It's also uh, National curds. I Love Lucy Day. All right. And various other things. But I think the most important one is National Cheese Curd Day. I think so, too. Yep. Where can you get cheese curds in San Diego? You you know what? I've been researching this, and you cannot. And oh, there was no. a smokes mm-hmm. poutinery in L.A., but it's closed now. And the and I think I'm going to have to go all the way to the Bay Area. Uh, Does it have to be a poutinery? No, but <laughs> poutinery. if you know where I can get cheese curds in Southern California, hit me up. There's another thing we need from you. Um, also, if you have poutine suggestions for Boston, where we're going to be on November 7th. I'm not going to New York, but I will be in Boston. Hit me up with your poutine suggestions for Boston, if that is a thing that exists there. Yeah, because yeah. we're probably just going to have barbecue We're going to be closer to the border oh, there, shit, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nashville. Oh, yeah, Nashville. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Also, Nashville, Politicon, October mm-hmm. 27th, 2 yeah. p.m. That's for Miller Street. I think it's 1 p.m. 1 p.m., yes. <laughs> Sorry. You don't, don't miss us. <laughs> Show up at 2. Because we, we announced it on Muller She Wrote. Okay, it's, 1 it's p.m. 2 p.m. My bad. Yeah. So, check the schedule. Yeah, definitely check, but it's 1 p.m. Okay. And then our, our meet and greet's at 2.15, I think. You are correct. Um, I don't have any final thoughts other than squidgy curds. So, <laughs> um, squidgy curds. Follow us at Daily Beans on Twitter. You'll be automatically entered to win dinner with myself and Jason, our CEO, uh, our network CEO. Very, very cool dude. Where he's he's coming to Nashville with us. We're going to um, celebrate our one year friend anniversary because when we Aww. very first met with Starburns, um, yeah, Politicon, Bollinger and Jason, we met at, we met him at Politicon, and that's when Avenatti walked by. Yes, remember? Total douche. Douche. Yep. He was pointing at everybody like anyone gave a fuck yeah, or knew who he was. He's doing finger guns. Yep, finger guns. Finger gun dude. Mm -hmm. Very tiny man, pocket attorney. 
Yeah. It's a small, small fella. My little attorney, my little attorney. It's not, that didn't go. I tried. <laughs> Wherever I go, he goes. There's um, a sketch there. That's different. Uh, anyway, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Very important this week. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Mandy Reader. Them's the beans. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>